Welcome to the WordPress Shop Podcast with our hosts, Colleen LaMasters and Adam Miggitz. I'm Colleen LaMasters of Colleen LaMasters Creative, and I specialize in WordPress websites, both design and development. I use thoughtful strategy to create beautifully crafted and optimized websites that are also easy to manage on a day-to-day basis for my clients. Adam Miggitz, located in South Carolina, is a web developer focused on integrating custom functionality to websites. Now let's jump into the episode. Well, good morning. I am excited to talk WordPress, as is our Wednesday custom. Yes, I mean, actually, I'm coding out a custom theme. (laughs) Excellent. That happens to be on my agenda today, too. I am uh, working on the, I think I told you, the musician website that we talked about the other day. So that's my, it's on my game plan today. Yeah, so I'm turning, I chose just a little bit of a sample of what the site I was doing for myself. So I'm turning that into WordPress, whatever, capable. Excellent. (laughs) A custom theme. Nice, nice. So Adam and I are going to be talking all things WordPress, uh, talk nerdy WordPress things. A question was asked about changing a WordPress theme and testing the new one before making it live on the site. Here are the responses from Colleen and Adam. One of the nice things about WordPress is as far as the pages go, all of your content will be there no matter what theme you use. So it's not like you have, you know, you have to retype anything. The only caveat is, is that certain themes, some themes have... I don't know if proprietary is the right word, but unique like short codes or something that go with the theme. And so what will end up happening is if that is the case, there might be some formatting issues that, you know, it'll show the actual short code if you use a different theme as opposed to executing whatever that design is. Adam, do you know if WordPress has, I want to say they have like a you know, like a, a scheduler for publishing changes and stuff like that. Can you like publish a theme and like check it out and do a, um, I mean, I know you can preview it, but can you like set it to publish later and, and schedule that way with themes? I know I've seen this. It may have been on a WordPress theme. Uh, what was that? 20. I know I've seen that. So maybe it's probably embedded inside that theme. So it's probably something that you have to, the theme itself has to tap in uh, to that functionality, but WordPress has the capability of it. It's just a matter of it doesn't do that by default. It's it's theme-based. Our hosts will now discuss WordPress hosting. Colleen and Adam, take it away. Adam, let's let's talk about hosting since we're kind of on that topic a little bit. Who Who's your favorite WordPress host? I mean, I personally have a couple ones, so don't feel limited to one, but who do you recommend for hosting WordPress.org, uh, to clarify, WordPress.org installations? I've used, well, I've seen, actually, I have, have had clients that use GoDaddy, but that's that was many years ago, and I don't recommend GoDaddy because they have issues with hosting. Um, the, the only plus of having GoDaddy accounts is traditionally, and I don't know if this is still true, I don't have GoDaddy, but their domain prices are the lowest of a lot, you know, so if you just use them to host your domains only and then, you know, point it to whatever the hosting company is, uh, is what a lot of people do because they seem to be the cheapest as far as that. Again, I don't know if that's still true. But as far as hosting for WordPress, I've used Bluehost, I've used SiteGround, I've used Google uh, to where I just, you know, it's kind of using Google, you you know, they give you basically, you know, your your uh, server box, server side, and, this, and then you can set it up however you want. Um, so it's it's... 
a little more involved in setting. It's not actually the you know the middleman of of nice you know control panel or, or user interface that that way. But I like it because I can just secure shell into a into the the um, the the Google server or whatever, and then just you know control whatever I need on that end, um, and then you know go into the once it's set up, then you you have your WordPress side website, and I've also used AWS. Got it. I have not used AWS. Um, I have used, gosh, all, my clients are like kind of all over the map. Most of my clients come already with an existing website. And so sometimes we'll move them. Sometimes they don't want to deal with the hassle of that. So I have a wide range of hosting providers. I actually have used GoDaddy before. I've used, they have like their standard economy Linux which I don't recommend. They have managed WordPress. Again, I don't recommend. I, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with managed WordPress. And the reason being is that, you know, for example, Flywheel. I have a client on Flywheel. And there was recently a WordPress update from 5.91 to 5.92. So, you know, kind of minor security patches, but something I wanted to, to run and update because again, security patches. And Flywheel didn't make it available like for the automatic updates for like two weeks. And I called them because I was like, there must be, you know, some issue with the automatic updates. And, you know, I couldn't do it manually. And they're like, oh, sorry, we have to test everything out against all of our servers. And I was like, but like, these are automatic updates that WordPress would push live if they could, like themselves, if they could not, you know, even through a managed platform. So that was a little bit disappointing because I want immediate access to those patches and those upgrades or those updates. And some of those managed places don't always do it very quickly. They have like a, a safety window and I, I can understand why, but for something that small, it was weird to me. So I've used Kinsta. I've used, again, Flywheel. I have used even the GoDaddy like business plans. A lot of people want everything. A lot, some of my clients want everything in one bucket. So they want their domain and their hosting and even, yes, their email through GoDaddy. I don't want to talk about that, but at least if they have GoDaddy business hosting, it's like, well, I guess that's slightly better. There's that. Yeah. Bluehost, some of the major ones. I just will say quickly, be mindful of hosting when you are selecting, you know, getting your website started because the speed of your website will greatly affect your Google rankings and your search engine results on the search engine results pages. So it's important to to pay attention to hosting and, and invest in some quality hosting. So that if you leave here with nothing else, we know that you should at least look into some quality hosting. We now move this discussion to WordPress page builders while we wait for someone to post a question. Colleen and Adam, tell us more. I've been with WordPress a long time. I've seen the advances. I'm just so excited that Gutenberg is actually here, the new block editor that, you know, codenamed Gutenberg, because up until that point, there were all of these plugins and page builders and things like that, that really slow your site down. And it, yes, made it easy for you to update your website with content and things like that. You know, if you didn't know HTML and code and stuff like that, but same time, you know, a lot of, they just, because they were appealing to the masses, you know, they, they came with so many extra things that not everyone was using. So anyway, I am really happy that they have Gutenberg now. So that is their native block editor and, uh, you know, kind of their, their content management editor, I guess you would call it. 
And I was, I have to say, I was on the fence at first when it first, you know, knew it was coming down the pipe and was like, oh gosh, what's this going to do? And now that I've had a couple of years to mess around with it, I am really happy with the way, you know, it still needs some fine tuning and some tweaks and things like that. And, you know, not all of the plugins that I typically use, you know, most of them are on board with Gutenberg, but there's a couple that still have some, you know, some tweaks to be worked out, but nothing that can't be coded around. So that's, that's great. And then the nice thing about using Gutenberg is that you can translate that because it's native WordPress to any theme that is, you know, block ready. And it's, it's not going to, you know, as I had mentioned earlier, it's not going to necessarily mess up your existing content to switch to another block theme because it's already in native WordPress, you know, blocks and, and things like that. So yeah. Adam, do you have any thoughts on Gutenberg and, and your experience? Blocks. I do like the blocks. They've gotten a lot better. I, I've tested some some customized, you know, adding blocks to library, you know, to you know the the existing library. You type in, you know, whatever you need, and it's just it makes it very handy. I just started looking at. I haven't really played around with it, but with the latest WordPress theme twenty twenty two, they have the beta version of the uh, the full. So instead of the customizer, they're using the theme editor. You know, as like full page. I guess drag and drop. You can you can actually go to the header, the footer. You know, it's not the traditional customizer view. It's you know full page. Almost looks like the block editor that you do a page, but it's actually for themes, which is very interesting. So it's in beta, but if you are interested, to download the 2022 latest whatever version uh, WordPress theme, and it's in there. Uh, you can play around with it. Have you have you looked taken a look at that? You know, I have not worked, not really, no. I have kind of messed around with the theme.json that, you know, they're, I've read up a couple things on it and I've messed around with it. But in theory, I'm I'm thinking that the theme.json, which is now, um, you can basically add CSS and you don't necessarily need like a custom CSS file. And it's because you're using the the JSON instead. So I've kind of messed around with that here and there. But no, I, you know, most of my clients want want such highly customized websites that I don't necessarily want them to have access to update some of that stuff. I want to lock it down. So yeah, but it's an interesting question because, you know, with the flexibility that is coming with this new, you know, full site editing that WordPress is offering it poses an interesting challenge for me as a designer developer because now i'm thinking like well you know if if these people if my clients could potentially do front you know full site editing on their own where do i come in like where do i bring the value well i was just going to add but see that goes to the theme development so using the beta you know or it's in beta now but using the same theme full page theme you still need to still customize it so that you can add your own you know, like you said, lock it down or, or whatever. So, eh, so what am I trying to say? You can cut it out as a custom theme that uses this block editor, um, theme editor that specifies only certain things or, you know, certain areas or, you know, so that way you can still, you know, they can still have a new, you know, way of doing things, but in maybe a better way and maybe something that your clients want to use or, you know, see, you know, maybe it doesn't quite, out of the box work 
work the way they want. So now you have to add your own thing because that's why you're, they're you know hiring. Right. Well, and that's kind of where I'm hoping. And again, I haven't played around with it enough, but that is kind of you know what I'm hoping is that I can make something for my clients that will be I don't want to say future proof, but you know that will adapt with the newer iterations that come with WordPress. And so if as much as I can design and code within WordPress's existing and native environment and the way that they're doing things, and if I can adopt their their methods, then I know that that will be supported down the road. And that's, again, one of the reasons why I love the block editor and prefer to use that over other theme builders and, you know, like Elementor and um, you know, WP Bakery and Beaver Builder and all those, just simply because I know that if I use the blocks, they'll be supported down the road, no matter what my theme is and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited to play around with it, you know, test some things out. And yeah, I told my husband the other day, I said, I just need, I have two little kids. So I have a five-year-old and a two and a half year old. And so I said, I just need a weekend where I can like lock myself in a hotel room and just with my computer and just like experiment and code and mess around and, you know, get some things done in like a large chunk of time because I'm super excited to play around with these things, you know, work-life balance as well. So it's a, it's an ongoing battle, but hopefully I will, I will mess around with some of the new features soon. Yeah. Yeah. Life definitely gets, uh, you know, (laughs) can get in the way, but I think yeah. So I, and even me, I haven't you know have time. Like I said, I, I when it, when they released the the, the theme, uh, I was like, oh, what's this? Cool. And I started to to uh, you know to look at it and stuff. But I haven't actually gone into the code side and and you know done some customization as I always try to do. I pull it apart and you know pick it apart and see what they're using and how they're using it. And, and I believe they're using the blocks also in there. But again, I don't know what uh, what what things are they've added just because I haven't had the time to, to go into that, that end of it. But also I haven't, I'm not jumping on it immediately because it is still beta. You know, they even have a little beta, little highlight next to it. Right. Right. So, I know that's been a subject of debate is on, you know, WordPress like 6.0. Are they going to remove the beta? That's the big question in the WordPress dev world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, is the theme, this theme, new theme builder going to become, you know, they're going to wait till 6.2, a stable version, 6.5, you know, 6.0, whatever you know you, you don't know um so for the time being i you know again i haven't explored too much just because uh my time but also uh you know there's still beta but i do want to jump in but again even when gutenberg was in beta or just came out i you know they changed it between the, the original version and now it's completely not completely but very different <laughs> so they're gonna i'm sure have you know a lot of changes in their you know things so i don't want to get too attached to the way it is now Right, right. I know. Well, I actually, you know, this, all of it, all these changes do bring up um, an interesting issue, I guess you'd say for me, because as you know, when we first met on Clubhouse, I had mentioned that I have my own base theme that I use for all of my clients. So that means that I need to go through and kind of rework my base theme to make sure that I stay compatible, which, you know, 
I do anyway, but because this is such a larger scope change, you know, I need to, to go through and kind of rework some of my functions and things like that that serve as the foundation for all of my themes that, that I create. So that's an interesting thing also, again, on my to-do list. And, you know, as I said earlier, it's like stuff that is on my to-do list that it's, you know, an immediate thing comes up and it gets pushed to the back burner. So time to move it to priority one. Yeah, there's always that's 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 what I still like. I, I've been you know coding and stuff for for many years, but I still love it because you know just coding in general because there's so many new th- you know as like new things come out and you know there's always something to explore or think about or update or I don't know. It's just it's just still that exciting. I don't know frontier, you know <laughs> whatever I say. I know it's just code, but I don't know. I still I, I still like a kid in a candy store when it comes to that. I totally get it. You know, something new comes out and I'm like, oh, I want to play with it and I want to see what it can do. I want to see what I can do with it, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I love, you know, a lot of people prefer to only design or only code. And I can certainly understand that because both of those areas are so big and, you know, to specialize in one of them alone is a tall order. And, but I do love both of them because the challenges that that presents, like from a design standpoint, I can focus on these new, you know, you know, the new aspects from a design point of view. But then if I'm not feeling particularly creative or whatever, I can focus on code and it's like a different type of creative it's a more of an analytical creative if i know that sounds like a weird juxtaposition but you know i love the code as a problem solving kind of thing it's like okay here's the issue how can i solve it with code and i can kind of put my analytical hat on for that and then vice versa you know if i'm just not feeling like solving the puzzle i can go or if i'm you know feeling extra creative i can go and design something and wordpress because it is open source and you know you can get at the code and they're making the the design part so much easier and you know without having to know css even you know with this full site editing stuff you you can do so much with it and that's one of the reasons why it's my go-to content management system you know i know there are others out there squarespace is is you know pretty easy to use so i so i hear i don't use it that often but you know i know that there's wix and weebly and all these other ones that that are available show it but at the end of the day you know i just find that wordpress has the maximum maximum functionality for what i need not only from you know functionality from like a a dev standpoint but also from a design so um possibilities are really limitless and that's what that's what you know lights my fire about wordpress yeah for sure um the open open source is all the you know all the rage no it's not all the rage but it's it's just gives you that flexibility i mean look at you know if you look at like wix or the newer wix you know or even like shopify or one of these hosted uh managed whatever self-hosted and self-managed platforms you can so developers can create components and then add you know instead of a plugin they call them an app so essentially you know they have a set plugin i'm sorry set platform with apps as they call them to do the same functionality as a plugin for wordpress.org but because you know so but again with wordpress.org it's you know open it's not just limited to that platform it's open it says do whatever you want you know blank canvas Right. And I just, I mean, I think that's really cool. And again, another reason I love WordPress actually is the community that is around it. And, you know, it's not, you know, that's how I learned was through others being willing to share their knowledge and things like that. 
And I hope to be able to pay it forward and, you know, try to do so a little bit with one avenue being this, this clubhouse room, you know, the community around it, there's always someone who has done something with WordPress in a way that you haven't thought. And you're like, Oh, I could totally apply that to my project or what have you. So, you know, the, the open source community around WordPress has been um, a huge benefit for me, especially when I was first starting out. And yeah, it makes things uh, a lot easier moving forward. And you, you get to hear from other creative WordPress brains. Well, like in the part of what we talked about last week was you brought up, you know, using WordPress in different ways. So WordPress, a lot of people will, you know, think of WordPress as just their their public site, website, doing whatever it is. They don't look at, you know, looking, using, you know, the, the WordPress admin side as like the dashboard to add their own you know, their own digital office. They can ask, you know, they can add, you know, keep track of all their tasks, all their things. They can bring in existing project manager, task management, the system API data into it so that you have one place, you know, if you're going to go into and use your WordPress site, you can go into your WordPress dashboard or WordPress admin side and have all access to whatever, you know, and customize it, you know, that way. So you can still use it in a different way, you know, kind of a digital office um, as, you know, instead of just, setting up pages for uh public side so you know just two two schools of thought right absolutely yeah it's just you know the the ways that you can expand on wordpress have been have been really like i said limitless thinking about it which is something that i had not done before last week when we talked was you know using the dashboard as more than a just a means by which to publish your posts and pages and having you know different widgets on there that maybe tie into your calendar or something like that that's you know what a what an interesting use of wordpress so yeah i i don't know there's so many different plugins that you can use so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time and like you said adam a lot of those apis that are open things really easy so i'm excited about yeah i'm just excited about all of the options a question was asked about using a WordPress theme called Divi. Here are the responses from Colleen and Adam. I do have experience with Divi. So when Divi first came out, when Elegant Themes, it's one of the most popular uh, themes with Elegant Themes. So Divi first came out, it was like, wow, look at this. You had, you know, a set theme, uh, their own builder, or they actually had a, at that point, I guess they still have a separate plugin. It's just the builder. It, it was It was wonderful. As it grew... In my opinion, it's very bloated and it makes it slows the sites down because even just using it on the back end, it, it just I don't know. I it may be just me, but I always have you know hiccups. It's you know, it's not just you, <laughs> okay? So, you know, I, so anyway, so with me, I just it just seems very I don't know, too cluttered or too whatever. So, I tend to not use Dip anymore. I use other themes that are that are you know simpler that you know, has the ability, you know, to, you know, add different things I want to the header, the footer, you know, and just the way they arrange, uh, you know, what I need for that, or, you know, go and build my own theme, um, which actually I'm doing now. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of my, my opinion on, uh, on Divi. Um, Colleen, I guess you're kind of the same. <laughs> I am, you know, I, um, I had a client a couple of years ago, they came to me and they're like, Hey, our current developer ghosted us. Can you take over our website? And I said, sure. So I took a look and they were using Divi. And, you know, one of the questions that they had is why, what can we do to show up on Google? You know, because everybody, all the clients want to know what can we do to get on page one at the top of Google. So my first thing was to actually go into Google Lighthouse 
and, you know, run some, some tests and see what, you know, what Google recommended we do for SEO from a technical SEO standpoint, you know, and I did some things with like GT metrics and pingdom, you know, site speed, things like that. And in looking at the breakdown of files that Divi was loading, there were just so many extraneous scripts and things running and, you know, HTTP requests that were dinging off the, the server. So we actually moved away from Divi. And especially now WordPress's new Gutenberg block builder, you know, there's less of a benefit to, to using something like Divi because now WordPress kind of, they finally caught up really is, you know, kind of the way I feel about it. So now they have that drag and drop block system. So, you know, you may want to look at some other themes that are visually appealing that you don't have to necessarily work quite as hard to customize and then just use the native Gutenberg and kind of run with that. But I would first step would be to, you know, do some speed tests and see what is loading on your website, even though it's I know you said it's kind of still under construction and development, but you know, run those speed tests and make sure you're not losing anything, you know, speed wise by using Divi. And then that might make the decision before you go too far down that road with Divi, that might make the decision a little bit easier. Just going back to Block, Blocks is great because, of course, you know, you have the drag and drop and the builders, you know, catching up like you, you were saying. The only thing I don't like, and of course, I, I added, you know, this functionality to myself, uh, for myself, is when you go, you know, build a page and you're using Blocks, I actually added MetaBox that will, instead of, because out of the box, you can add, you know, your class names to, to handle whatever, you know, you, you put in for components, but not specific page CSS, you know, uh, you can use the global one, but not page CSS style, whatever. So I actually added a separate box so I can just, you know, put CSS that I need just for that page. That'll, uh, you know, put that, it'll take that and as an inline for page only, not globally. Um, but that's the only other. So smart. I can't believe I've never thought of that. Jeez. Uh, good thinking. <laughs> well, it always irked me because, it, you know, you go, you hit the, the what is it, advanced or, or extra features box, whatever they call it, uh, and you can do, you know, add the class names, but you have to previously set that class name up somewhere, whether you go to the global global side, then it, it loads it everywhere. But, you know, I want to just do per page, you know, as just kind of on a fly, if I create a page, add that, and it just takes whatever's in there, and then add inline for that page, and then done, you know. And just so that's, uh, that's, that's the only thing I would have added, but I mean, I added it myself, but <laughs> it's just frustrating that it's not out of the box. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There are a lot of things that, and that's kind of why I ended up building my own base theme to work off of, because there were some repeat functionality that all of my clients always requested that was not available out of the box. And in fact, I actually have to look because <clears throat> one of the, um, one of the features was like whether or not you wanted the page title to show. And before Gutenberg, you know, your page title or your post title was was pretty much locked in, you know, unless it was hand coded out otherwise, you know, would by theme or whatever, what have you. So that was something that I now code in as part of my theme is like, you know, now not so much. I don't have to because Gutenberg um, has has made that part of the the core functionality is um page titles and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I couldn't believe that they didn't want their page title shown, you know, and there wasn't an option to turn that box. So I had 
previous to Gutenberg coded a checkbox like MetaBox that said, you know, turn page title off or on kind of thing. But you're right. There's so many core functionalities now. Thank goodness they're they're catching up because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I had to hand code or that other people have hand coded in into a theme or into a plugin because WordPress didn't account for it. So yeah, Gutenberg, not only from the like client day-to-day updating has been an improvement from that standpoint, but it also just from a developer, like now they've, they've coded in some native things and native features that are like, dude, finally. (laughs) Someone posted a question asking how the hosts first got some clients for their business. Let's listen to the responses. Well, I actually started my business in 2012. And at the time I was searching because I wasn't in So I live in my hometown, which I, you know, I grew up here. So I I was fortunate to have a large network. However, when I started my business, I was actually living in Europe. So I'm, I'm in Northern California now, but at the time I happened to be living in Europe. So I didn't know anyone, did not speak French very well at all. And I was on Craigslist constantly. And I had set up like Google search alerts for WordPress, for website, for at the time I was doing logo design, which I do not do now because I am not good at it. So I I started with Craigslist and then I slowly went through and went to like businesses that I would patronize at home. And I would look to see if they had a website. And if they didn't, I would reach out and be like, hey, I am one of your like normal, usual customers. Can I design your website for you? And, you know, I had like a 50-50 success rate. Like they either were like, no, no, we don't want a website, which in 2012, I was like, dude, what? (laughs) Who says that? But, you know, and then the other ones were like appreciative that I was actually a customer of their business and coffee houses, restaurant, a lot of wineries and things like that. So I was already kind of familiar with the product. So there was that, that rapport that they appreciated that I had patronized them already. So I would recommend starting out with, you know, some of the folks that, or the business and and people in your network where you would regularly, you know, go to their website anyway. And then, you know, they likely have a website already, but maybe look at it and see what you can do to improve it. And, you know, being that you're in marketing and that's your background, you, you know how to deliver that. Um, like, hey, you know, I saw something that we could maybe do to improve. So it comes off as let me help you get better as opposed to this is what you're doing wrong. So um, I'm sure that that you can deliver that message, you know, appropriately. And I think that I was fortunate enough to have the success getting my first clients, again, because I had that background with them as a customer, not necessarily, you know, a, a partner. And that was like a way to get my foot in the door. So I would take a look there and see if you can't find some resources in just in that network where you spend your your daily travels. Okay, that concludes this episode. Our hosts will return with another topic in the next episode. Bye-bye, everyone.